Cześć everyone, my name is Anita Ulikowska. Hello, my name is Anna Siemiączko and we are your local foreigners. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about our university experiences. Uh, everything from freshers to halls to lectures. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what surprised us again, what felt different, what felt new. Um, and I think I'd like to start from the very beginning and start from the freshers week. A very unique British thing, mm-hmm. right? I'd never even heard about Freshers' Week before coming to the UK. And it was great fun for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've got a lot of stories. Uh, but, yeah, did you know about Freshers' Week before coming to Cardiff University? No, or? I, had, I had no idea. I um, So, actually, to, to give you a little bit of a context, um, I applied very late in the process um in our first episode we describe how we ended up studying in the in the uk and we say that you have to apply quite early so i applied very late everything was very last minute and i felt like i didn't prepare for me leaving my home country and going to a different country at all so i knew nothing about studying in the uk all i knew was that i was going to study spanish And uh, I knew which hall I was going to be living in because I had pre-selected it before. So I knew where to go. But when I arrived, I was I was really quite... I was definitely lost looking back now, but I think I didn't realize at the time. So, for example, uh, I didn't know that there was a freshers' week. I mean, I kind of like knew that like, I kept hearing it And I kept hearing the term freshers and I knew that it, at some point, I think I understood that it applies to me, but I think I didn't, I didn't really <laughs> realize. What's everyone talking about? I, th- I don't think I knew what the freshers was. Did you it, know? Well, I knew because I was overprepared because I was just counting my days. So you actually... I, I think I definitely read about it before somewhere. Like I knew seriously. what what to expect. Really? Mm. God, you were... But I was like on it. I was like on it for months. So you knew that when you arrived... Okay, so actually, because I didn't experience the Freshers' Week, can you please explain what Freshers' Week entails? Well... Was it just a week, by the way? Well, it is kind of the main week, I think, is when you just party and you just do fun things uh-huh. because you're meant to just be meeting everyone else. So you've mm-hmm. got your students' union, again, it's quite a British oh, thing, yeah. uh-huh. organises all the parties that... Once you're 22, you'd never... Actually, no. What am I talking about? Probably 20. You not even step into Students' Union. <laughs> you not go back there. That's like hell on earth. They're just like drunk, crazy 18-year-old kids just in like shagging each other and just <laughs> drinking and like every, everything's happening. Like hell's open. Uh-huh. Um, so I think it's mostly a week, but then it's... Because you're talking about like freshers... I'm really not months, but I feel like a whole first year is kind of like a long freshers year. <laughs> yeah. And because I remember one of the big differences between Poland and the UK was that first year didn't count towards anything. And that was drilled into our brains like a mantra from second years, from third years, mm-hmm. which was the opposite in Poland. So I remember I was just, I didn't study at all my first year. Mm-hmm. I was just out all the time, like three, four days, n- nights a week, mm-hmm. I was just out. 
Uh-huh. And I remember everyone saying, how oh, about your first year doesn't, it is 10% of your entire grade. Uh-huh. You can literally barely pass it and you'll be absolutely fine. Uh-huh. And then the hard work starts later. And I remember saying that to my father's friends and they had the exact opposite. They had to survive the first year. Yeah. The first year was basically a part of university's way of eliminating the bad seeds. <laughs> yeah. So everyone that doesn't survive the first year is just good enough to actually study. Mm-hmm. So it's like super hard. There's no time for partying. Yeah. And I actually really appreciate that time that I had with British Uni, well, in Cardiff, because I studied, I dropped out of my degree and started again. So I almost had like a double experience, mm-hmm. the same experience twice. And that was very different because I was at a different age and that was interesting as well. Because mm-hmm. as an 18 year old, I just threw myself into that life, yeah. into the freshest experience. When I was the freshest again in London, um, I kind of, I'd, I've done that. So uh-huh. I had this, you know, that was just not fun for me. Like going to uni- students' union parties, I've done all that. And I've done beyond that because I did it for second year as well. Mm-hmm. And I know it's already in a different place in my life. Mm-hmm. I was partying, but in different places. Should we actually explain what students' union is to anyone who hasn't studied in the UK? I, well, it's a place of... Well, I think it covers a lot of grounds, because it's definitely like a support institution. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's definitely offices, so those are elected every year mm-hmm. uh, for various... Uh, you'd have like a mental health officer or like welfare or I don't know really like the specific roles within the students union so they organize all type of like kind of university students life mm-hmm. and events and uh, yeah help and obviously parties as well that's part of it uh, but student media as well so they have yeah. like Cardiff had a great student media that I was also involved in um, so it was a student radio, student magazine, mm-hmm. and student newspaper. Mm-hmm. So that's all part of students' union, so you can be re-involved in your university life yeah. beyond your studies. And I think it's worth mentioning that it's actually, it's a building. So it was like, it's an institution in this like sense of uh, providing all support of all, all of those different planes that you explained, but it's also a place that you come to and you find all these support services there. And there's also a bar. <laughs> the Obviously. most, the heart of the student union oh, totally. is the pub inside the student union. Yeah. At least that that was the case in Cardiff. That there was there was also like kind of like a a bar and I think canteen. Like you get good food and obviously booze, the most important thing uh, for most people there. And it was very cheap. And um, I must say again that I. Like, now I understand the concept of what student union was, but I I definitely, for the entire time that I was studying in Cardiff, I did not grasp the concept of student union. For me, that was the place where I went, where I needed to get some stationery, because there was a stationery shop. Like in, oh, there in, was a shop, yeah. yeah. And I went there to... What else did I go there for? And I had to go there at the beginning, like in the first week, to sign up for some classes. Wow. Which I also didn't realize I had to do, because I I, I remember almost missing that. Like, I definitely missed some introductory, um, like. I need to come. I, I was know. There. So I just take you under my wing. I just take you places. I can't believe you actually. The only experience of students' union that you had was buying stationery. Stationery, and I I did go to the bar maybe. 
three times in my whole time there. Okay, well, well, yeah. <laughs> the judgmental look on Anna's face. I wish you could see that. Hmm. <laughs> the, the judgment hmm. slash surprise. Um, and what else did I go there for? I, they really did not go to the student union. Maybe I was signing up for one one course, like an like extracurricular course one time, and I had to go. I, I basically went very rarely because I think I didn't understand what it was. Therefore, I didn't understand that maybe right. there are some benefits for me and maybe I could use it a bit more. Oh. I mean, it was like, it's very strange to explain because I knew like the student union, everybody always talked about the student union. Yeah, and that was it, that was it the was heart, like, that was the centre of that was, student life. Exactly. In your first year, because I guess in your second year, you'd get more out of town, you'd not be living in halls, you'd be living somewhere else, and you're more like part of wherever you live, rather than yeah. just university. But I could not live in halls again in that same way. Yes. Because it's very kind of communal living. Uh-huh. You're just with a bunch of 18-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Real, there's halls parties going on all the time. I think that's something quite different from um, how things are done in Poland. <laughs> Very so, much so, yeah. In Poland, you would... Um, so you tend to live in a... They're called academic, which basically means student hall. Mm. And um, so I never studied in Poland, but obviously I had my friends studying at the same time as me. And I remember going to... Uh, well, I remember lots of stories from the student halls in Poland, and I actually went to a couple myself. And basically, they are like they're blocks of flats. Um, ancient. Ancient. Very. I think normally really they're old. quite close to the universities. I don't know whether they so, are sometimes. Sure. Sure. But um, well, the thing about the Polish student halls is that you. It basically, you share a room with other people. And probably there, there are differences, but from what my uh, friends have experienced, and I'm talking about not just one person, a group of people um, from different universities, they would share a room with, well, any, anywhere, I think, from, like, maybe one other person to, like, up to four or even more, depending on how big the room was. And I think then my friend was sharing with three girls. Three girls. And I stayed with her, and I thought that was just mental. Yeah, right? It's really odd. It's, it's almost like nursery for students. Yeah, in a, in a way. Right. And you don't it's have odd. your own bathroom either, I don't think. I think it's like there's a bathroom per floor, at least the one that I went to. I'm pretty sure it Maybe. wasn't like there was yeah, a bathroom was in the room. per room. No. It yeah. was oh. like... There was just like a communal bathroom, showers for I think the entire floor. Yeah. So basically, we're we're trying to paint a picture here for you that's a picture of despair and <laughs> yeah of just misery. Well, like I mean, if you like, before I came to the UK, I was expecting to live in one of those, and I wasn't scared by that mm. um, prospect. I just. I kind of like I accepted it because I knew that everybody does that. Yeah. So I knew I would probably live in one uh, or flat share. Um, so that's another thing in Poland that you actually, you can live in a student hall for the entire time you're studying. Um, people really want to stay because it's so much cheaper. So it's, it so, it's really, really cheap. 
And I know people just trying to find any kind of way to stay in house, right? Whereas mm -hmm. in Britain, it's just like, I've done house, I'm out. Yeah. Mm. And normally you would do one year, your first year in halls, and then you actually, you have to move because the university kind of like, they keep it rotating because I guess maybe their spaces are limited. They don't have enough spaces for every single student studying there from all the years. So I remember I had to move out. If you, I think you could stay if you were like working for the okay. university. So I don't think it was even an option to stay. I might be wrong on this, and maybe there are different rules depending on the country you study yeah. in. As in, like, we studied in Wales, so maybe the English rules are different. Um, but I'm pretty sure I had to move out. Um, so, yeah, so that's the, like, the, the basics. And then um, I think also the, the experience of living in a student hall in Britain so let's come to Britain now. We talked about Polish yeah. student halls. Let's come to Britain. Mm -hmm. The experience of living in a student hall in Britain can be very, very different depending on which student hall you live in, where it is located, how much it costs, when it was built, and who you're living with. There's so many different factors. So first, remind me where you lived, which one you lived in, and what was your what it was like to live in a student hall for you. Well, first, I think, well, first of all, I think I'd like to say that in Cardiff in general, halls are really good, like, from what I've heard from other people and their oh, really? host experiences, they were far more grim and, like, older and, like, they had to share toilets as well per corridor. <gasps> uh -huh. And I'm pretty sure I heard that from my London friends who mm -hmm. lived in London halls, and I didn't because I was just, I was already uh, moved in with my bo boyfriend at the time. Um, and I lived in catered halls, such as catered uh -huh. and sweet catered halls, which were like regular halls, so none of the like fancy, mm -hmm. um, fancy expensive the ones. Like, were they close to the campus? Uh, yeah, just but I think pretty much most of them were quite like a just a walk away. Uh -huh. And and yeah, it was funny actually with the cat catering because I couldn't cook at all when I uh, moved over, like, I couldn't make anything <laughs> but I didn't really care much about food so I kind of I didn't really I mostly drank I didn't really eat and I, when I <laughs> ate I could I had this philosophy of I guess maybe a classic 18 year old although that's very generalizing of, I could just eat anything just to kill my hunger so give yeah. me a toast, some cheese some ketchup I think I think I must have had like pasta with ketchup once my <laughs> friends remembers that so it probably happened and <laughs> And luckily for me, um, I we had catered halls, and it was actually really kind of funny memory of all of us because we were friends with people um, in the flat below ours. Mm -hmm. Gather outside the halls before six, and all walk together to the uh, canteen to have food before six a.m. Six p.m. Uh huh. Yeah, like dinner time. Really. Because we had That's dinner, because we were catered, so we had dinners, like, every day. Included in the price of the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't have to pay for it? No. Like, it was more expensive because of that, but yeah, it was part of the... Ah. Yeah. Whoa, that's crazy. And were there nice meals? I guess, yeah, like, canteen. Like, I mean, I couldn't cook, so I couldn't cook. Like, it was fine for me. That's amazing. Yeah, but it's just funny how, like, adult people gather outside <laughs> and they just, like, walk together. Please give me food. For, yeah, it was a very kind of American high school experience uh -huh, yeah. with a little tray and then you're grabbing all the stuff. Yeah, so that wow. was... Um, so how many people... Were you living in a... 
so did you have your own room? Did you share a room? With so, and, yes, and suite. Like, so oh, bathroom, sweet. yeah. Ah, okay. Bathroom and like one room to myself. And that was the case for my entire floor, which is about probably seven people. And then downstairs was another like flat of seven. And, uh-huh. and then... Yeah, so they yeah. were flats. Yeah, right? they were flats, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And you didn't have a kitchen. And we had a kitchen. You did have a kitchen. But a really tiny kitchen. Uh huh, okay. And so you lived with seven other people? I think so, yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, it was about that number. So I lived in Abercombe Hall, and I lived, uh, my hall was not catered, so we had a kitchen. So, yeah, so my my hall was basically flats, which were, there were five girls, one, two, five or six of us living there. Mm-hmm. And I think six because we had a, we shared our bathrooms. So it was like two rooms and bathroom in between. Yeah. So you shared the bathroom with one other person, uh, which was completely fine. I mean, like I was, I arrived and I was like, what? This is my room. Like I have a whole room to myself and there is a bathroom. And like, because it was like an ensuite. But it just meant that there was, because you shared it, there were doors from both sides of the yeah, bathroom. So yeah. you actually could go into the other room if it right, was unlocked. Yeah. Um, and it just, it blew my mind. I was so happy with it. I, and, you know, I had my own bed, I had my own desk. I was, I just remember how happy I was with that room and how surprised I was. Because again, I had done no research, so I, I had no idea what to expect. Um, and then the kitchen was massive. It was really big. And actually, I think someone came to clean it. I think once a oh, yeah, week we someone... Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so you what didn't an easy, even... What an easy life. What an easy life. I did could not believe it. I did cook, and I was actually... I thought you would. But I, uh, I actually... I was... I, I guess in my... I was cooking lots of vegetables. I remember at that time of my life, I barely ate any bread... And I remember this because my parents came in October and they bought a loaf of bread for me. I put it in the freezer and I remember, I think, throwing away the last slice of that bread when I was moving out. So it took me a whole academic year to eat that bread. So you ate very healthily in your first year. So I would When everyone else was eating pasta with ketchup. I was, yeah, I was cooking a lot of vegetables. But it was like vegetables with... I don't know, like with a bit of butter or like a bit of like... Yeah. It was very plain food, but I guess it was relatively healthy. Not the healthiest. I did cook in general. Mm, I did Very impressive. I'm impressed by that. Yeah. Um, For freshers. It's very... Yeah. Yeah. But remember, I didn't... I'm clapping. I didn't get the concept of freshers. I think I didn't get the concept of being a student in general because all I did was study and cook food. Study again and... (laughs) I had a more like studious um, experience in Kings when mm-hmm. I studied film. So for as much as I partied and didn't study at all, and in in Cardiff, it was more to do with the fact that I didn't really enjoy my degree. I didn't really care about it. And therefore, eventually, apart from a few um, more art-focused, film-focused subjects um, that I kind of felt more passionate about and interested in, uh, I didn't really care that much. So I, I think that's why I didn't really bother. And mm-hmm. I was not at all academic. And then I studied uh, King's. And that was very different. Like I still went out and still had a good time. But mostly mm, focused on studying and getting it right. And we, you mm-hmm. know, being sure I 
pay attention and learn. And that was my learning experience. So maybe uh-huh. this is a good way to lead us into the learning experience in Britain. Yes. The learning experience in Britain was, again, I would say, possibly, potentially quite different from studying in, for example, Poland, um, definitely in Spain. I can say that because I also had the opportunity to study in Spain. Uh, And uh, again, my friends told me what it's like to study in Poland. So this is what I'm going to be basing my opinion on. (laughs) Um, so first thing I would say is um, the lectures. The lectures were quite... I remember going into... Uh, well, lectures would depend on the subject that you studied. So for example, I was in my first year, I was studying three subjects. Um, and this is, again, really great. about like Almost like three degrees. Because in the first year you can choose... Um, at least at that time, you were able to choose three different degrees. And then at the end of it, you drop, I think. Mm, okay. You drop, you can um, drop two or one. So basically, I was, I came to Cardiff to study um, Spanish. In my first year, I studied Spanish, economics, and there was like this preparation for like, English, uh, non-English students so it was like an extra subject I have no idea what, why I took it but um, <laughs> so there was this like a filler subject but basically it meant that at the end of my first year I could decide to expand my degree to Spanish and economics because I was studying economics in the first year if I liked it um, or I could uh, drop the, the, the two extra subjects and just focus on Spanish related um, uh, mm-hmm. degree uh, topics so uh, when I was studying economics I remember like I would go into a different uh, building and uh, some of the lectures were in these like massive halls again like I felt like I was in an American movie because you would have like literally it, it would fit like probably above a hundred people and you would have a lecturer at the front like at that stage and they would be giving lectures is that different to Anywhere else? I wonder actually. I because it's it's difficult actually. This one, I think this episode is quite difficult because we've only experienced that, right? So like to me, as we were talking about this, it seems so normal. Uh huh. It's like of course that's what we do in the UK, and everyone who would study in the UK is like, oh yeah, that's that's just lecture. But I actually wouldn't know like what the reality is in Poland or anywhere else. Well, when I was in uh, in Spain, like the the. The student, the lecture, some of the lectures would be just not that big. I think I remember like the scale of that lecture room, room blew my mind. And I was thinking, I, I actually thought that was a very inefficient way to learn because the lecturer would just go at his own pace or her own pace and you didn't really have the opportunity to ask questions. So even if you didn't get something, you were f- stuffed. <laughs> yeah, that's true actually. Um, and I was I was completely lost in those in those lectures. The first because nobody really explained what you meant to do. Like you just come yeah. into this big lecture, you know, like that's you true, have, actually. you get a you get a piece of paper with your schedule and you know, oh I need to go to room one point one, you yeah. go in and you're like, This is massive, what are we gonna be doing here? And then you just sit down and like, uh okay, it starts. Am I taking notes? Am I am I meant to be participating? Am I 
I was really lost. Yeah. I guess that's like not clear at all. Especially that you mm. couldn't miss lectures. Yeah. I think in Cardiff you couldn't miss lectures. Like you had to attend seminars, but you, had, you couldn't miss lectures. There was no attendance. Like yes. It's, in King's, I think it was different. I think you could only miss up to three. But like in Cardiff, I swear like most, like I miss lots of lectures. I'm pretty sure I didn't go to many. Yeah, me too. Because I would just be too busy sleeping. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's not really clear, and like, note-taking, and it's all a bit like, what am I exactly supposed to do with that? Uh-huh. And then when it came to exam time, everyone just frantically exchanging notes, because you don't really have books, you don't really cover... Yeah, it's very much yeah. independent of the... It's very different, definitely, from any high school experience, especially, like, ours in Poland. Yeah, exactly. And then you also have the self-study, which my my subject, and I guess yours too, was really reliant on. And that was also, I guess, I mean, it wasn't explained. And I know it's silly maybe to say that, but as a as someone who's just starting a completely new chapter in your life... Yeah. You... I understand. You want some guidance. Yeah. Yeah. So I felt that that was unclear. Um, and also, if you miss too many lectures, then you... I, I also didn't know, I think, in the beginning, that it's kind of like lectures go hand-in-hand hand with the seminars, and that, in a sense that you have a lecture and then you... Discuss. Kind of, yeah, discuss that. and mm. practice what you learned in the lecture, in the seminar. And this is really, like, the key part, and then they would happen in much smaller groups. Mm. And... Um, but I, I was always lost. In my e- economics, like, oh, my God, that traumatised me. I was so lost all the time, even in, in seminars, which were smaller, but they were uh, uh, bad experience. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember. I don't remember ever participating in any seminars in Cardiff. But then again, I didn't really enjoy that, what I was studying. Yeah. Apart from film, European film mm-hmm. that we did in the second year, I didn't really... But it was a funny kind of... Because um, you kind of could just get away with not doing anything. That was a funny part of... Uh, you know, not really marked down. They mm-hmm. could participate or not participate. They could always kind of like make something up. Uh-huh. And then it probably would be rubbish. Someone would disagree. Like the worst thing that could happen to you is someone would disagree with you and you go, oh yeah. Like <laughs> you, you, you could just not study. I think from my friend's experience of Polish universities, you could, there's no way you would get away with that. Because mm-hmm. they ask you a question, they expect you to answer. Yeah. But they think there's even seminars. But like... In a lot of exam papers, there were specific questions that you had to literally memorize what you're studying. You couldn't just kind of go, "Oh yeah, well, I think I agree with this guy because this point is, seems okay." And, uh-huh. like, and that's already an opinion, and that's so half-assed because you could just yeah. Uh, but it was different for me at Kings, though. Slightly like Cardiff and Kings were. I don't. Know, I feel. I feel like much more was expected of us, mm-hmm. and. And just, like, the debate was much more engaged mm-hmm. and a deeper level. Mm-hmm. I feel like the same politics um, seminars in Cardiff were very much just like, What's, what do you think about this? Okay, next. Uh-huh. What do you think about that? Okay. And uh-huh. it's not really... No one cared. Hmm. But maybe that was my experience because I was a bit, you know, not interested. <laughs> so I've got, I've got two points to make here. One is that I think it might be subject-dependent too, because like the like getting away with stuff because um when you study grammar i mean carlos carlos was oh my god 
he would have killed you if you didn't if you didn't study what you were supposed to know from the previous lectures and he would constantly check it so it was almost like that was more like my high school experience in a sense that we had you know like regular um like little exams before your big exam at the end of the semester So you had to be prepared for, I mean, if you were not prepared for those lectures from grammar, you could be exposed quite easily mm-hmm. um, because, you, I mean, you had to practice it, right? Like you would come to the next lecture uh, or grammar practice and you would actually need to use what you learned before or say yeah. something what you learned. And similar for economics, you had to, I mean, we had to calculate stuff. So you, we had to know the formulas, we had to know the concepts and i just didn't didn't know them constantly so for me that was that was different in that sense um and in terms of the debate i think that's a very interesting thing about studying in in britain um well it's a british university with the subjects that we studied yeah. um i think um one of the two things that um like two very uh like almost concrete skills that i took away from my uh, degree at cardiff university is the ability to speak spanish because well that was the point of my degree and i did learn how to speak spanish and second was the the skill of critical thinking Mm, yeah absolutely right That's major major thing so in my lectures i remember debates all the time And I was really, it was really refreshing to be able to have a debate with people who were, with other students who you could really see that they also had their own opinions. Um, because in my previous educational experiences, if you had your own opinion, you were almost like shamed, ashamed yeah, for definitely. voicing it. It's like, oh, it's, it's a major, it's a huge like, stigma, right? it's a big thing. And I didn't realize how big it was until pretty much my second year it, it kings so arguably uh-huh. my fourth year in total because mm-hmm. say you know like the final exams like your a-levels equivalent uh-huh. and i'll um in poland matura exam and i'll never forget how polish literature is judged and to me because i'm more of a mm-hmm. humanist So that to me is absolute crime against art mm-hmm. and literature. And so for people who don't know, you're expected to write two essays um, on an extract, on two extracts from books or a poem or etc. It's a short story. And then you almost have to like tick keywords. You have to, or things I need to address. So there's no, at all, there's no room at all for your, free interpretation of the text mm-hmm. however just you would add uh just yeah just you justify it um and it's almost mathematical and mm-hmm. it's just so wrong then you're just so focused on just getting your exam right rather than really understanding what you're reading and remember i well i drank my way through my time in cardiff i didn't really care mm-hmm. much so uh, i didn't really have any academic experience there And I arrived in King's and I started writing essays. And I remember a lecturer was coming to me with my with the feedback and going, yeah, but what do you think about this guy's mm-hmm. opinion? Like, you've quoted him and you've quoted her, but where's your stance in this? Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, but how much, like, 
you're asking me to comment on these guys? Like they right. they've written books about the subject. Like what can I say about that? That to me at the time seems just like I'm just a little old student. Like how can you ask me for my opinion? Like mm-hmm. I can't equal. Like I'm trying to collect really good points. That I think are really good. And then every single time, uh, they would just ask me to express my opinion. And and eventually, I kind of st- started to be more brave with it. And mm-hmm. and I did it. Uh, and got better grades, and mm-hmm. I found just the general subject of theory, because I studied film studies, really interesting, really challenging. And I, for the first time in my life, I felt like I was actually learning something, mm-hmm. not just memorizing information. And then in my second year, I studied um, experimental avant-garde film. And that's at King's. That's London. at King's, mm-hmm. yeah. And I remember I had this brilliant, brilliant lecturer. She was absolutely fantastic. And, and, you know, I had, like, just really varied and amazing curriculum of, say, ones you'd have just a film of just sound and colour for an hour that mm-hmm. you'd have to watch. There was nothing. It's just sound and colour, different mm-hmm. sound and colour. And, and people obviously would be falling asleep. And mm-hmm. and she would just plough through this curriculum. It was really fascinating. And one of them was a... Um, Film um, film exhibition in the gallery space. So it was a film as a gallery space piece, mm-hmm. and I remember that because I had to write an essay about it. The experience we had in one of the galleries, mm-hmm. and and I had a meeting with her, and I was and I was trying to explain how there's very little said about it, and I'm trying to aid myself with this color and that color and that color, and she just kept, but she almost like metaphorically shook me she didn't physically shake me but she verbally shook me and just said like look but what do you feel when you see this this is why and first I need to know this and then justify it because you've got enough academic knowledge to justify mm-hmm. what it kind of elicits in you what kind of response it kind of gives you uh, or elicits in you and and again that was that kind of specifically foreign perspective and something that I was equipped with mm-hmm. that almost lack of understanding of what she was asking of me mm-hmm. and that was revolutionary because after three years of doing this and people really grinding that that critical thinking yeah. and most of all my own thinking mm-hmm. um and being able to justify my opinion mm-hmm. in an eloquent well-read kind of manner that was the biggest education of it all. And I'm so grateful for it because I know that my friends uh, back home never really had that because no mm-hmm. one really cared. No one, like my lecturer at King, sat me down and go, I don't care about these people. Like, mm-hmm. I know what they're saying. I've read all these books. I'm not interested. I'm interested in what you want to say about this. I'm interested mm-hmm. in what, what can you bring, what new can you bring into this debate? And that was always encouraged and that's at the very heart of any academic studies yeah. and learning and and that's what's absolutely brilliant about studying in the UK I think. I couldn't agree more. I've got very similar experience and um I remember I actually remember myself being quite um I was I was voicing my opinions uh when I was at school back in uh, in Poland, and I I remember always, always like wanting like to fight with this like like no I don't want to be thinking in this very prescript prescripted way I want to tell you what I really think and I would always do that but when I came to the UK and I was studying at uh, university in Cardiff that was taken to a whole new level 
Because like you, I felt like, who am I to, to comment and disagree with experts on, you know, like experts in, the, in that specific field that I was learning about or writing about. Yeah. And it still it blew my mind that um, I'm not expected to just like create a collage of different opinions, but bring that new fresh perspective and that was very challenging to be like oh okay so what what else can I say about this like do I actually agree with this person do I not agree with them and if I mm. don't agree why do I not agree so there was like yeah. it it's um created in me that skill of conversation not only with other people but also with myself and that seeking truth my truth um my voice and I thought that that was absolutely probably one of the best um, experiences of studying at the British University. It was revolutionary for me too. I think we'd be very different people if we had not done so. that. I think so. I think it really changed. Yeah, I think that dialogue with yourself and questioning things and the way you can look mm-hmm. at media and the world in general. Right. Um, if I had not had that, and I'm pretty sure I would not have had that in majority of the universities in Poland. Yeah. So it's just different style of education. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would just be very different... Um, they're very differently thinking human. Yeah. That's for sure. And also the selection of subjects was... Um, was quite um it was well, I mean I remember I had some subjects which also really totally changed me and my perspective on a few things for example that one time we had uh I took uh, a subject in Spanish history but it was a perspectives on the Spanish history which meant that basically we learned we learned about a specific um episode from the Spanish history, the Spanish Civil War, which you always talk about when you learn about Spanish, uh, but we learned about it from different perspectives, from the perspective of the winners, of the victors, of the defeated, of people in between, and I remember thinking, what the hell? Why is this the first time in my life that I'm realizing that history is always taught from it should be taught from different perspectives. It's not just one linear it's version of subjective. truth. It's super subjective. Mm. And it was, again, that, that's, I'm really grateful for, the, for my university years to open up some of like, these pockets in my brain. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and just like, giving me a new perspective on life, really. Yeah. Okay. So before we um, wrap this up, having touched on many different aspects of student life in the UK, mm-hmm. as like a finale to our episode, let's talk about the finale of our student life, which is graduation, which yeah. is such a different experience, again, mm. to the one our friends had in Poland and, yeah. and how, maybe how, it, yeah, how it felt to graduate in Britain. Uh, for me, it felt... Well, first of all, I was elated because I got the grade that I wanted and, uh, like, you know, my, I knew that my parents were really proud and everybody was really happy. I was obviously really happy with myself because I felt like I really worked my ass off. I, yeah, I, I dedicated my entire four years of my life um, to that degree. 
So it paid off. I was really happy. Uh, and then, um, obviously, the it's like a... I, I actually quite like the idea of the British graduation because it like it's like it adds this you know like those fireworks and sparkles to the end of those years which for many people are quite hard so it feels really nice that it, like you you are you have this day when you can be appreciated and you can celebrate your you know your sweat and tears and it's a little bit like the like what you see in American movies, I guess. We went to this like theater, I think, and uh, I think you can invite up to two people, I think. Yeah, it's a limit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you have you can have it's two always guests. Always controversial. Before you go into the hall uh, or the, the theater, you have to like pick up your the costume. The, the oh funny, yeah, the gown. Yeah, the gown exactly. I think you have mm. to like pre-order it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, um, it's like crazy money for literally wearing it for maybe three hours and then you have to return right? it. Yeah. yeah. It feels good, though, with a gown. Like, the gown is like, that's what it's all about. It is. And I think that's the envy of, like, our definitely Polish family and friends of, you know, because it's such a celebration, such an event, and then you've got a gown and a hat. And a hat. And exactly. a hat. And it's fitted, like, if they fit you with, so you, before you go to the theatre, you go to this place where you pick up your gown. And they actually help you put yeah, it on. Yeah, yeah, it's like a proper... Yeah, yeah, so you feel like, for a moment, you feel like you're this, like, queen and they're, you yeah, know, it's very official, you. very proper. Yeah. And everybody, obviously, is beautifully dressed and, like, you know, they probably, like, they had been looking for their dresses for graduation for months before. And, um, and yeah, and then you go into the, the theatre, right? And... Mm. And then you read your name because you kind of queue up and then... You have to just get on stage, and I hate that. I hate being in the spotlight, so I kind of, uh-huh. I really hated going, because I always think I'll just trip, or I'll just walk funny. <laughs> I really do, actually, I do walk funny, and then just kind of, you know, shake their hand, take your thing, and go off the stage. Yeah. It's actually really boring, because... You're just reading names for Yeah, they read hour. names, and you watch tens, if not hundreds of people before you go up on the stage, receive the... I guess the the paper I think like the graduation paper uh, shake someone's hands and you go back to where you were yeah so it wasn't like that was a really boring bit Um, but then at the end you um, well you meant to obviously like gather with your friends and throw your hat I I did see many people go back in in uh, in front of the city hall because it's a beautiful building in in the center of Cardiff, and have photos taken there. So they would like gather up and they would through the the hats. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like you know, just to top it off with that very um, English yeah American experience. I love that. I think I love the fact that it's uh-huh. a big celebration because I you know like my brother only has a photo of him in a suit outside his uni holding a diploma just because my mom took it. There's nothing. Uh-huh. Yeah. You just pick it up. And it's like, it's nice to kind of feel that sense of achievement because it's hard work. I mean, life in general is hard work. And <laughs> life after uni is much harder. But at the time, it feels so monumental. Yeah. And and you really put your heart and soul into it. Otherwise, you kind of you wouldn't bother. Uh-huh. And it's great to have that celebrated, really. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, so I, I do... I, I really enjoy the idea of um, graduation right. from British University. It's such a joyous event. It is. And parents just lose their shit. 
They're all over it. They'll yes. take like, a million photos, being really embarrassing, but also really lovely with it and cute. Exactly. And this is how things should be done. Graduation, proper graduation. Definitely. I feel like... Party. To summarise this episode, I would risk saying that Britain has got it just right. From the moment of freshers, when you party and have fun, I mean by design. By design. By design, it is from the moment you arrive, you just party, have fun, no one really cares, you're 18, great experience. Then, then you study in a very challenging environment where they actually encourage you to critically think about stuff. Mm-hmm. And you actually learn something beyond your subject. You learn just a general skill. Mm-hmm. You actually learn to think properly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And be in like an intelligent human in the world, hopefully. That would be the goal. And then you have an awesome graduation. Mm-hmm. So, as foreigners in the UK, as this is the subject of our podcast, <laughs> I feel like we've really lucked out. And I'm so grateful that we, um, we had this formative experience of our lives in the UK and nowhere else. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It's just a shame that it's so expensive. <laughs> that, it that's is very expensive. Yes. And we think if I was to do it... Again, I would really think about it because I'm not sure whether it's worth the money. We'll pay it off mm. some, some time. After we die. In our 80s, maybe we'll be free of debt. Yeah. You know? We're all in debt. I wish you would be paid off mine. Okay. <laughs> I know. On this no, no. note, <laughs> I'm too cross to continue this. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Podcast. I um, okay. You know, like... Everyone who's listening and went to university in Britain will actually hate you. Please don't hate Anita. <laughs> She's still lovely, although we hate her a little bit for that. Just a little bit. But instead of hating me, uh, please, please leave comments below and tell us about your experience of uh, studying at university. And correct us if we made any mistakes or maybe some... Absolutely. Feedback's always very welcome. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it was lovely to speak to you again and we will catch up next time. Yeah, we're looking forward to our next episode. Bye, papa. Papa.